What do the Auburn Tigers have to do to upset Ole Miss this weekend? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us for this little Crane Kick Thursday action, Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Obviously, Auburn has another uh, tall task in front of it. As this grueling stretch of four games continues, Jake, they host Ole Miss. Similar to LSU, high-powered offense, questionable defense. But I ask you, if Auburn's going to pull off this upset, how do they do it? What do they do on the field Saturday to to get this top 15 win? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, uh, you know, the, the things that, that are simple that we talk about all the time, you know, being able to rush the passer. Uh, you know, but but the main thing against Ole Miss, and I think there's there's kind of a common misconception around some in college football, with not just Lane Kiffin, but Josh Heupel and and Lincoln Riley and some of these guys that, that Steve Sarkeesian, they're super offensive. They want to run the ball first. They, they want to be yeah. a run to pass offense, right? They, they want to have balance, but they want to be able to run it, be able to get those safeties down, be able to pick the matchups they want, be able to pitch backwards, run play action on first down, and it's it's tough to really set that up if you can't run the ball. So if Auburn's going to be able to to limit Ole Miss, I think it's not not as impossible as it was to stop LSU. I will continue to say LSU has the best offense in the country, sure. you know, like we talked about last week. And and after watching USC play, I I don't even I don't even know if that's debatable anymore. Uh, where LSU is, has the advantage up front, I would take LSU's offensive line over USC's offensive line. But you got to stop the run. You got to make Jackson Dart beat you through the air. Not that he can't. Not that Lane can't. You know, scheme up. You know formationally, combinations outside, knowing what you're going against, calling plays to set up other plays. But you got to make Jackson Dart dribble with his left hand. I, I still think Jackson struggles seeing intermediate defenders in pass coverage. You know, he typically doesn't throw a lot of picks, you know, to 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 corners, right, that are jumping routes and things like that. Typically, it's to, to nickels or linebackers or, you know, he'll throw a ball deep that a safety picks into double coverage. But you've, you've got to be able to stop the run. And as simple as that sounds, I, I think Auburn against this Ole Miss offensive line could actually do it. I mean, we've seen this Ole Miss offensive line struggle uh, against teams that they may even be better than. And yeah. Auburn's strength is obviously stopping the run when it comes to the front seven. It, it's not rushing the passer. So you've got to be able to do that. You're going to have to catch a couple breaks. I think Auburn's going to have to make a special teams play, either make a special teams play or score on defense. And and I know they're at home, and I think they'll play better offensively, but but how how can we trust the offense? Like, how can you trust the offense to go out there and score more than 24 points, even against an Ole Miss defense that – isn't great. They're they're better than LSU, in my opinion. I, I think they are. But Auburn is at home, and we know that Jordan Hare crazy things happen. Yeah, and, and Ole Miss historically has not been good in Jordan Hare Stadium. So we'll see what that looks like. Dude, there's so many storylines in this, Jake. Obviously, yeah. the coaching drama, the the Lane Kiffin stuff. You freeze used to be at Ole Miss, but to stay on the topic of Auburn needing to stop the run, Quinshawn Judkins, a guy who reportedly wanted to go to Auburn and the previous staff was like, no, no, we're okay. We're okay. He's, like, he's not else. any good. He's not going to be any good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you, you know, Quinshawn is ready for this game, yeah. right? And he's ready for every game. He's a very, very good running back. He may be the best back in the SEC, but stopping him is one of the million storylines between Auburn and Ole Miss that'll collide on Saturday. 
Yeah, I mean, on the field and off the field. The thing about Quinn Sean is, you know, he's he's going to turn two yard runs into six yard runs. He's yeah. he's going to turn six yard runs into twelve yard runs. What you can't let him do is is turn twelve yard runs into thirty five yard runs, right? And, and look, Quinn Sean, he'll he he's got great feel as a runner, right? He he wants to force the action, but he's also patient. You just can't let him beat you, uh, and and that's a lot easier said than done, especially with the way he's able to roll his hips through contact. He runs with really good leverage. He's always falling forward. He's a heavy runner, right? But he's you know he's not the biggest guy in the world. I mean, we inter- interviewed him in SEC media days. He's not small, but he's not Rocket yeah. Sanders or, or some of these other guys. But he runs really, really heavy. You know, he's, we say the best running backs, man, they're built in circles. It's like Michael Dyer. You know, it's it's they're not they're not super you know edgy built that they're built in circles and and he for sure is but as far as the off the field stuff goes you know everybody will talk about that Hugh Freeze being at Ole Miss and and Lane Kiffin you know did, was he going to take the Auburn job that once the ball snapped n- none of that stuff matters that that's just but, stuff but that it impacts it's got to impact the prep though right like there's well, no I, 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 I think uh, I think a little bit I, I think a little bit but you know if if you need that motivation in this game I mean, I mean let's look at both sides Auburn is is trying to find some positive momentum. I mean, it's just it's been bad lately, yeah. right? So so you're you're embarrassed. Auburn is embarrassed, and they should be after the way they played against LSU. And and we always say on the show, nothing is more motivating to an individual, especially an 18 to 22 year old male, than being embarrassed on not only national TV but what you're supposed to be the best at. Sure. And then, yep. and then on the Ole Miss side, you're still in the hunt for the West. I mean, we, we got a long way to go. You lose this one if you're Ole Miss, you're pretty much out. So if, right. if you're having to find motivation from ex-coaches and things like that to prepare you to get ready for this game, then then I don't think you're you're ready to play in this league. Now, if somebody would have came out and said, man, you know, Quinshawn Judkins, he's overrated, or, or this Ole Miss team isn't very good, or we're going to beat them to death or whatever, that's another thing, but – the the Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss stuff, it'll get talked about. It'll be fun for the media. You know, people will make their jokes, whatever, whatever. But once that ball snapped, man, I mean, it, it's it's fundamentals. It's blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. As far as Auburn's pass rush, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Has has some of these defensive ends and you know Jack linebackers they brought in have they? Have they underperformed in your mind? I mean, Jalen McLeod, I think, is the main one. And I, I hate to label it as an underperformance because it was injury-related. But yeah, at the end of the day, like production is really kind of the, the main thing that matters when you talk yeah. about rushing the passer. Yeah, well, well, the best ability is availability. And, and Zach, before the season, when, when we started doing this and getting together, the, the, our main concern was the pass rush, right? Sure. The, defensively. I mean, we talked about it, that, and, and obviously the quarterback position. Because, you know, all you heard was – how good the offensive line looked. And I think the offensive line's been pretty good. I think people that are sitting here saying that Auburn's problems on offense are because of the offensive line. I I, I think, you know, I'm not saying they're perfect, but I, I don't think that's the main reason. I mean, Auburn's a one-trick pony, and that's running the ball, and they're able to run the ball when people know that's all they can do, which makes it even more difficult. But here's here's what I think. Um, the fault kid's going to be good. He's going to be a good player. It's just it's going to take some time. Up front in this league, very rarely – Guys, it's like the quarterback position almost for different reasons, but but there's similarities there. Mm-hmm. Coming into this league and being able to be effective up front, especially off the edge against some of these tackles that you know are grown men coming straight out of high school, it's it's tough. Very rare. There's not a lot of Jadavian clownies running around out there that, that are physically right. ready to do that. But I, I think you brought on some guys, and and look, they, they seem like great guys. I'm not talking about them personally. We're talking about on the field. I mean, McAllister's super stiff. 
like he can't can't bend, right? He's yeah. it's not super explosive. Auburn doesn't have guys uh th that are super explosive and powerful off the edge. You remember watching like Derek Hall and some of these guys in the past? Like yeah. not only were they able to bull rush guys, and, and McLeod's been hurt, but but you know, I, his his bag isn't as deep as what I thought from a pass rush standpoint. We'll see if he mm -hmm. comes on. But you know, being able to to turn speed to power. Right, being able to 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 have different moves, being able to long arm guys, just being disruptive, and it's not always just about getting sacks. It's about getting guys off their spot. It's about pressuring guys. It's about making them throw off platform, throw on the move. I, I don't know another way to say it. Zach like Auburn just doesn't have the cats right now. Like, and and you can say that well, the coaching staff missed in the transfer portal. But to be honest with you, there's not a lot of unbelievable edge rushers that can come in the SEC and be a lead at pass rushing that that are just in the portal. Right. Yeah, I mean, a McAllister was kind of the best thing, right? It's like, okay, well, at least he's played a thousand snaps in the SEC. Like, at yeah, least he I mean, knows just, what's going on. But and listen, yeah. there's good players that have come out of Andy. Will Shepard could come over to Auburn's offense right now and be the best player at wide receiver, and it wouldn't be close. But sure. when you're having to go get like your your meat up front on the edge from Vanderbilt. Like, and again, not saying there had Zach Cunningham's a great player. Ray Davis at running back's been a great player for Kentucky. Ralph but, Webb, let's ride, baby. Yeah, like yeah. it just, but it, Auburn, Auburn does not have it. And I'll can, this is why I continue to preach patience. That's why it was so shocking. Uh, you know, the backlash from, from being critical about obvious adjustments that, that I thought, you know, needed to be, that needed to be made. And I, I still think that, um, you know, when when one of the few people that have been preaching patience about this year has been me and and you, honestly, when, when everybody else is running out thinking the house is on fire, when, when in fact the microwave just went off. I mean, this is the worst team that Hugh Freeze will have. And I say worst, uh, not because they're bad people, but in aggregate, this is the worst roster that Hugh Freeze will have. And I don't care how smart you are as a coach. I don't care how much of a savant you are schematically. Players win these games. You need to have at least equal talent or it needs to be close. If not, it, it's not going to work. Not in this game. Well, let's talk about this. I mean, there's kind of this discussion of scheme and game plan versus actual execution. I want to get your thoughts on that in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best place to play daily fantasy sports. In fact, it's daily fantasy sports made Easy. You can make up to 25 times your money and also have a blast doing it with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and the winnings roll in. Obviously, the more that you pick, the more you can win, which is very, very fun. I play prize picks. I recommend you play prize picks. It's it's you're gonna have a blast. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college, use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Daily fantasy sports made easy today's show also brought to you by our friends at auburn med aesthetic guys we've all been there it's the day before even the day of an anniversary or uh, some sort of celebration where you need to give a uh, a great gift to your significant other well go to auburnmedaesthetics.com and you can get a gift card for auburn med aesthetics and they've got a million different services 
and your significant other will love all of them, whether it's Botox, facials, laser treatments, whatever it is, it's going to make her feel incredible. And so you, she'll love, obviously, the, the, the service and the treatment, but she's also going to love meeting Dr. Nancy Herring and her master esthetician, Circe Kelly. They've got over 15 years of experience in the med spa industry, and that's important. You want folks to feel comfortable on uh, their spa day when they're relaxing. So get to Auburn Med Aesthetics, the full-service med spa serving Auburn, Opelika, Lee County. Gift card purchases are easy at auburnmedesthetics.com or just stop in and see them on East Glen Avenue across from Chappie's. Remember, Auburn Med Aesthetics is perfect for last-minute gift cards. Guys, we promise you, she will love it. Jake Crane, our guest on this Crane Kick Thursday. Scheme or execution? That's kind of been this ongoing thing that Hugh Freeze is discussing from behind the podium, as well as Auburn fans everywhere kind of saying, you know, it is Peyton Thorne, is Robbie Ashford, are these receivers that are kind of getting all drugged through the mud for different reasons, is it on them? Or are they being put in situations to succeed? Jake, your thoughts? Well, look, you need both, right? You need <laughs> sure, right. To, to operate at the highest level. You need good schemes, great schemes, great adjustments with those schemes in game. It's not just about the game plan before the game. Uh, but there's been a lot of coaches that weren't the best X's and O's guys that won because they had better players. And on the other token... There's been been a lot of of geniuses X's and O's wise that lost because they didn't have the best players. There's not there's not the opposite, right? That the, the opposite does not exist. There's not guys that that have gone out there with just the worst players of all time and put this in the little giants. Okay, in real life, the little giants get murdered. Okay, this is real life. All right, I don't care about Becky the Icebox or that little kid with the glasses and the skinny neck. You're not beating Spike and the boys, okay? It's just science. It's gravity. What I think you're seeing is, Hugh Fre it's not like these coaches don't know schemes, right? Auburn's yeah. offense has, you've had guys open, right? There's been right. times where they, they've moved the ball. The, the thing is, when you have to just rely on calling and pitching the perfect game as a coach, and you can make the perfect calls at, you can make the perfect call into whatever defense you're getting, whatever offense you're getting, the perfect blitz. But if the players don't execute it, if you miss the tackle when you're the free blitzer, if you drop a wide open pass, if you can't catch a 50-50 ball to save your life, it doesn't matter. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize a lot of the times where good plays happen, it didn't go exactly like it was drawn up. I sure. mean, a lot of a lot of points are scored and you never know it because you're just seeing the result. You're like, oh, my, this is a touchdown. Wow, how about that? What a great play call. When, in fact, oh, boy, may have ran the wrong route, right? Or, or you know, he may have, uh, they may have blown the protection. The quarterback made a guy miss and it turned into the scramble drill. Scheme is not why Auburn is losing, right? Could could it be better? Yeah, if you wanted to be perfect, but but that's that's asking way too much. A lot of the great teams are able to make great plays with average play calls. You don't have to go out of here and run some sort of offense that nobody's ever seen before. If Ooh. I can line up and have Michigan's players, there's a lot of things that I can call that are going to work. And until you are able to get the tight players in, right? And I'm not saying it's only on the players because coaching is more than just play calling. It's more than game planning. It's evaluating personnel. 
whether that's the guys that are on your team, whether those are recruits out of high school, whether those are guys in the transfer portal, you have to hit on those guys. It's just as important as the play call you make on third and two. The main problem Auburn has right now is they don't have enough talent and enough depth to be able to, one, execute the call at the highest level, and two, get away with maybe not the best play calls because you just out-athleted somebody. That's Ooh. where Auburn is right now, and until you get the players in there, it's not going to get better. But I'll tell you this, Hugh Freeze and them are going to get the players in there. And when they do, every it'll go from, oh man, well, Auburn's scheme, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, and this, that, and the other, to these are the smartest guys on the planet. This is These are the savants. Hugh Freeze is goodwill hunting of college football. That's why... That's why so many different schemes or styles or or playbooks, per se, have won national titles. If it was just all about having the best scheme, everybody would run a lot of similar stuff, yeah. right? So I, I think we, we have to understand that players win these games while coaches watch and talk about it. And Auburn overall, not, not saying they don't have any really good players. Auburn has some really good players. They don't have enough of them. How quick can that change realistically? Oh, because I mean, it, it seems I, I think you're starting to see reports come out from national folks, from all these anonymous sources, like, oh, the transfer portal is going to be even bigger this year than it was a year ago. I think that's going to be the case for Auburn as well. I think Auburn's going to be a situation where they're going to have a bunch of young guys uh, entering the portal, and then we'll see we'll see who this coaching staff goes out and gets. But can this happen next year? Can Auburn take a huge step from this year to next year, Jake? Yeah, I mean, with the transfer portal now, for for okay. sure. Uh, and and you know, again, something we've talked about. You, you don't want to four years from now. You don't want to be relying on the transfer portal to have a good team. Right. But when you take over, when you're trying to flip that house, right? It used to be before this transfer portal stuff. Hey, you got three years. You got three years, three recruiting cycles to show progress because it takes time, especially when you're having to reestablish culture around the team, which takes longer than anything. That's a, that's a cliche word that I think people throw around too much, but it is a real thing that exists. Right. And it's hard. It's harder, in my opinion, to build that team culture when you're having to go to the transfer portal so much. That, to me, was the most impressive part about what Dion did at Colorado, what he's doing at Colorado. It's not that, that they had good players. It's that they got good players and they were playing together. It wasn't a disaster. Right. It was that they were all it was a cohesive unit that was playing organized and clean football. That was the most impressive part. But yeah, at a place like Auburn that sells itself, you can go to the transfer portal and get proven commodities, right? To be able to come in and help you flip that house, which gives you time to be able to, to develop the high school players that you sign while having success on the field to be able to go sign even better high school players, which is not the only reason that sure. players choose your school, especially at a place like Auburn. But yes, nowadays, I mean, it, it's moved to two years now because of the transfer portal. And heck, after what Dion's done at Colorado, it may move to, to one year, one and a half years to be able to sure. show to show progress. So yes, if, if any place can do it, Auburn can do it, and this coaching staff can do it. I, I will say, though, I will say, I, I think, and Holden Gariner, we'll see. I'm not discounting him. Um, not discounting Hank. Hank and and those guys, but the perfect scenario to me for Auburn, I don't trust Peyton Thorne. Go, I I don't think you can hang your. Career. I, I want to talk about quarterbacks in a second. Yeah, well, that it's, gotcha because it's Walker White. That's what that's where I'm getting at. But yeah, yeah. So so who 
What does the quarterback situation look like on Saturday against Ole Miss? We'll get Jake's thoughts on that in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. You can choose medications that fit you and your family's unique needs. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can customize your case and add life-saving medications based on your unique needs. All you have to do is head over to jacemedical.com. You'll get a discount when you use promo code LOCKEDON. And look, this thing is uh, is doctor-created. It's doctor-recommended. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and get, uh, in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. So don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultant uh, consultation and care. So once again, head over to jacemedical.com. Final few minutes with Jake Crane today. I think it's time to make the change at quarterback, Jake. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think Robbie Ashford should be the guy on Saturday. If he's not, you start Peyton and you give him a very short leash to where you put Robbie in before the game's over like that's kind of what happened against Baton uh, LSU and Baton Rouge last week. How do you think Hugh Free should handle the quarterback role this Saturday? Well, look, I mean, he's in a tough spot. I, I don't envy him at all with, with what's going on. But you know, one of the reasons it's tough is because Peyton Thorne's a different guy at home than he is on the road, right? I mean, Peyton Thorne against Georgia, he was tough. He was hard nosed. He ran hard made good decisions, put the ball in good spots against a team that that has better personnel than Ole Miss. So party is like, well, you know, if he did that against Georgia at home, uh, obviously he's more comfortable at home. Everybody is. But you, you do you get in the business of starting one quarterback at home and then another on the road? You, you can't do that. You, you can't operate like that. What I think it comes down to is which quarterback gives you the chance to be the most explosive offense. And I, I think, you know, there's enough data We've seen enough to where it's it, it's got to be Robbie Ashford, right? Like if 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 you want to – Auburn threw for, for over 100 pass yards against LSU, like barely over 100, and, you know, it was, it was kind of celebrated, right? That, that, that doesn't breed explosiveness to me. Auburn is not explosive when Peyton Thorne's in the game. He had yeah. one long run against Georgia, and I'm not talking about Sanford. I'm not talking about, you know, UMass or anything. Yeah, I'm games that what, matter. Right. Yeah, games that matter. I just I when Robbie Ashford's in the game, and I just look at it from a defensive coaching standpoint, I am more scared of Robbie Ashford than I am of Peyton Thorne. Yeah. Now, is Robbie the greatest thrower of all time? No. no. But let's not act like Peyton Thorne's Joe Montana out here. That's Auburn right. can't pass the ball anyway. I mean, Robbie, I think, probably doesn't throw it that much worse in reality than Peyton Thorne, if we're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. But in the run game, in creating plays, in improvising, when a guy you have to put a spy on to take a guy out of coverage, I think at this point, and and if you look at the the what he did last game, I mean you you were your best when Robbie was in there, 
You have to ride with the guy that gives you the chance to do the most damage. Now, does that mean he's not going to make mistakes? No. Does that mean he may not throw? He may throw an interception or two? Yeah, he may make a bad decision on when to scramble and when not to, I guess. But I tell you what, when he keeps that ball and runs it, it warms my heart a lot more than watching Peyton Thorne sit back there and run out of bounds on fourth down, one yard short of the first down. That's unforgivable to me, by the way, but I'm not. I've already told you what I think about that situation after watching him against A&M. Uh, and and at Cal, but I just don't know how it's how it's not Robbie Ashford. I mean, he's he's basically your your weapon X. I mean, that's what he is. Yeah, if it's not Robbie, and if they want to give Peyton one more shot because it's at home, okay, whatever, that's fine. But if they don't move to Robbie over the next few games, it makes you wonder. It's like, are they just so invested in Peyton Thorne from like? an NIL collective standpoint yeah. that they've got to ride with them like a first round draft pick type thing. Why Mac Jones is still getting snaps for the new England Patriots. Like, is, is it that kind of thing? Do you think, do you think, I mean, that's been a thing in professional sports for forever. Like mm -hmm. you sign this guy to a big free agent deal or you draft them in the first round, like they get a longer leash than other players. Is that starting to trickle its way into college football? Well, I, I think it's a little bit deeper than that. You know, you don't, you don't want to be wrong. Right? You don't want your first big decision at quarterback at Auburn to be wrong. Yeah. Hey, there were other guys in the portal that we didn't take or we missed on. So we went and got Peyton Thorne and we believe in Peyton Thorne. And, and he's remember, he's come in. He's been a great leader. Like he's in the meeting. He's just meeting so good right now. Like it's it's you 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 want to be you want to be right. And yeah. it's like you're gonna ride it until the motor stops, until literally it's like, all right, we can we just cannot play this guy anymore and up to this point and and look it it happens i mean you auburn it was going to be tough for auburn to go out there and get the best quarterback in the portal uh but it just seems to me like up to this point it, it's a miss it's a miss in the portal and yeah nil is a factor right yeah. money talks it talks in in every aspect of life but you know what gets money winning you know what gets you more nil money winning and yeah. I think it's a little bit of that, and you just don't want to be like, all right, guys, just throw my hands up. We were wrong. We were wrong about Peyton Thorne. He's not the guy. And now you revert back to what happened last year with your predecessor who had an ugly exit of, well, I guess it's Robbie Ashford. Robbie Ashford is going to be the quarterback. So Jay, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, real quick as we're, uh, as we're about out of time, just quick yes or no. Is Peyton Thorne on the roster next year? No. All right. Jake, how can people check out everything you've got going on? It's easy, man. Uh, we go live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. If you can't catch us live, uh, it's, it stays on YouTube, Craning Company, C-R-A-I-N, and Company. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify uh, as well. Come check it out. We got live calls, live chat, talk a lot of Auburn, and uh, that'll be interesting this week, that's for sure. It will. No question about it. Read all my work at auburndaily.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.